2: Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday, April 6th, wherever and however you're connected. Wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who recently quenched his vengeful fan thirst in Gonzaga (laughs) tears, Jason Shepard.
1: Yes, so uh, I'm feeling okay today. I know there's a lot of people who aren't, uh, but I'm cool with
2: it. Both of the teams that you wanted to lose lost. Yes. UCLA lost to Gonzaga, yep. and then Gonzaga lost to Baylor.
1: Yeah, look, and if I'm being 100% honest, I was finishing up a baseball game uh-huh. once the basketball game started, so I did not actually watch from the very beginning. Okay. But, so, but the baseball game went to a commercial, so I checked my phone. I saw that It was like 16 to 4. Yep. I'm like, "Oh, so it's one of those starts." Uh-huh. So I finished the baseball game, flipped over. I saw all the second half, but I kept fall- in the first half I kept following the score and I just kept expecting Gonzaga to get back in and they kind of got close within 9. To go
2: on one of their typical
1: runs. But yeah, it just never happened. Baylor dominated that game. Now that I did not see. I did not expect Gonzaga to be not, they weren't I don't want to say they were embarrassed, but they were dominated. Yeah, sure. I did not expect Gonzaga to be dominated that.
2: You way. didn't feel even one little tiny twinge of sadness for Mark Few or any of the guys that play for Gonzaga?
1: Do we work at Gonzaga? <laughs> what do I what do I need? What do I care?
2: I trust that dude. <laughs> okay. I'm just asking. What do I, what, what's my what's my even, connection? Just, even just a little bit of empathy? For them missing out on for the for going to the season. national championship, no, no, no. the perfect season.
1: What? So, so we should feel horrible that <laughs> BYU knocked them off in the last game of the regular season a few no. years ago?
2: No. It's the same principle. They had that coming to them because they (laughs) printed the undefeated regular season newspapers before the game tipped off. No,
1: I'm not going to feel bad for Gonzaga, who's going to come back next year, (laughs) dominate again, probably be in the exact same spot. Okay, Because they're going to bring in another four or five guys who could probably play in the NBA. So, yeah, I'm not going to feel bad for the Zags.
2: Well, and that leads us to today's show lineup, which absolutely includes what that Gonzaga loss means for the immediate future of not just the Zags, but, yeah, BYU basketball. Now do they have a few guys that maybe thought about going pro, come back and play another year because they're chasing that coveted national championship, the thing that has they have not been able to get under Mark Few? Maybe. Or, or is it just another reload with uh, the transfer portal? Probably. Probably. Either way. Also, is Zach Wilson to New York at number two in the approaching NFL draft, a mere formality after the Jets traded away their other young QB and meet the latest BYU football player to trade in his rivalry red for Cougar Blue graduate transfer Samson Nakua joins us live to discuss that recent decision. And the coach on campus, Jason, that has more wins than any other current BYU coach. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The New York Jets traded quarterback Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers yesterday
1: for three draft picks, one in this draft, two in the 2022 draft. Now, the speculation for some time has been that New York will draft their quarterback of the future with the second overall pick in this month's draft. And most believe, in fact, most are reporting, that that quarterback will be BYU's Zach Wilson. The NFL draft begins Thursday, April 29th. And don't forget, you this on your calendar, put it in your day planner, put it in your Franklin. Yep. Zach joining the show on Thursday. How
2: about some new men's and women's volleyball rankings? New yes, but in a way still the same. The BYU men ranked number two again in the new ABCA poll. This marks a fifth week in a row at that spot. The women remain at number 14 in their ABCA poll. Of course, BYU's women's team, the number 16 overall seed, approaching the NCAA tournament. Men's track and field is number
1: one in the latest ustf rankings for the first time Go. in program Go. history. Congratulations. Also, the women jumped up 33 spots number six, marking the highest in-season rankings for the women since
2: 2008. Congratulations to Abby Minor-Alder, who qualified for the NCAA Championships to be held in Fort Worth, Texas. She received the highest score of the day on the floor, 9.9 in her regional on Friday. That NQS of 9.994 earned her a single spot in the individual competition. She's got a shot at a national title. She'll compete on April 16th and 17th.
1: It's game day for softball as BYU hosts Utah State at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Also, congratulations to Hannah Jo Peterson, who was named the WCC Player of the Week. Yep. And Autumn Moffat korth who was named the WCC Pitcher of the Week.
2: Love it. Let's keep with the awards, shall we? Kennedy Eschenberg going back to... Number 14 BYU women's volleyball and the 16th seed was, for a third week in a row, named the Defensive Player of the Week by the West Coast Conference. She's the leader in blocks per set with an average of about one and a half, which is really, really good.
1: <laughs> women's soccer announced that it's game at Pepperdine on Monday, April 12th has been canceled due to non-COVID-related issues, and the two teams are still scheduled to play this Saturday, April 10th, in Malibu. The game can be heard on BYU Radio at 3 p.m. Eastern. All rise
2: and shout. It is time for What's Trending.
1: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU
2: Sports Nation. So long, Sam, and hello, Zach. Sam Darnold is no longer a member of the New York Jets traded away to the Carolina Panthers, seemingly opening up the obvious door for the New York JETS Jets, Jets, Jets to draft BYU's Zach Wilson. Jason, is it time to embrace the New York Jets as the new BYU NFL team?
1: Um, look, I don't know how many BYU fans are going to become like diehard Jets fans now, but I certainly expect most Cougar fans to be paying a lot more attention to the team in green from mm-hmm. New York with Zach there than they were before. I know I will. Look, I, I-, I guess if you don't already have a team, and I've already seen some other responses to this, there are some people that don't have an NFL team, and so they've already said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to follow Zach to the to the Jets. There are some people that didn't have a team that went Taysom went to the Saints, like that now they're Saints fans. I have a team, so I, I'm not going to become a Jets fan. But I absolutely i am going to be checking the score a lot more than I did before because I want to see how he does. Now, we haven't seen the, the upcoming NFL schedule. Like, if my Chiefs play the Jets, I want Zach to do well, but I still want the Chiefs to roll. So that's not <laughs> going to change anything.
2: You sound like Jerem Jordan when his Seahawks play the 49ers. I want Fred Warner to have a great game, but I want the Seahawks to roll. Yeah, I want Zach to look great, and they talk about how great he is, when he, especially when he was at
1: BYU but then I want my team to win. So I, I don't know how many people are gonna be like diehard Jets fans, but the attention now it's very similar to the Saints with with Taysom Hill or Fred with the 49ers or Sorensen with the Chiefs and Andy Reid, obviously. I think you're gonna start paying attention, you know, it, it's different than what it was when the majority of all of the NFL Players from BYU were on the Eagles, yeah. So everybody could go to the Eagles or to the Ravens. Now, you, now with more and more guys going to the pros, they're dispersed on other teams. Now Jamal with the, with the Lions. You know, guys like that. So I, I don't know how many are going to be like Jets fans, but the interest in New York Jets football
2: is going to skyrocket. I was counting last night how many different NFL teams are represented by former BYU guys currently in the league, and it was nine or ten. Yeah. That's a pretty amazing disbursement of guys just over the last recent years, and it's uh, it's fun to watch. It doesn't have to be a situation where BYU fans embrace the New York Jets as the next BYU team. However, BYU fans do need to come to grips with the fact that Zach Wilson is going to the New York Jets. I know that you still, some of you, holding on to this pipe dream that Zach Wilson is going to be the next great San Francisco 49ers quarterback and it's going to be a replacement of Steve Young. Oh, it's been forever coming. Oh, my goodness, this is so fun. He's going to the New York Jets. They traded away Sam Darnold, leaving any question about what they're doing uh, now no longer a question. It's been answered. He's going to be a member of the New York Jets. So just embrace that fact.
1: Well, and, and plus you have Todd McShay. You can use a Sharpie to pin, uh, to pin in BYU quarterback yes. Zach Wilson going to the Jets at number Done. two. Done deal. Adam Schefter, this morning on Get Up said he texted Zach Wilson yesterday <laughs> saying, welcome to New York, Zach, officially. When Adam Schefter
2: is texting you, welcome to New York, it's done. Here's what BYU fans need to do now. The New York Jets, I believe, after the most recent trade, have 10 draft picks in the 2021 NFL draft. So pay attention to what they do to try and protect Zach Wilson on offensive the offensive line, line. Huge. and What type of weapons they line up around him. They've already traded for Corey Davis, who was a high draft pick wide receiver just a few seasons ago. They have Jamison Crowder. He's got some weapons around him to throw the ball to, but can they protect him? And who in the world is going to be the running back for the Jets? Are they going to go and find somebody in this year's draft? Pay attention to those picks. That's what BYU fans need to do. Even if you don't want to embrace the Jets, embrace what they're going to try and do in the draft to help Zach Wilson out because he's going to the Big Apple. <laughs> it's done. He's going to wear the green of the New York Jets. Like if he doesn't, I, I don't I said last week the only way he doesn't is if the Jets get some ridiculous offer I, I don't even, at number two. I I, I don't know. They take it now. I don't know if they take it now. I they think, think they're I
1: think they are so locked in on Zach Wilson right now. I just I don't see. Look, you never want to say never. I, I just think the, the possibility of that happening is so small that he does not go to the Jets that it's not even worth thinking about. Right. Like,
2: don't, don't tease yourself yeah. anymore. It's done. So just accept that this is going to happen and start looking at what kind of situation Zach Wilson is going to inherit in New York. Again, as Jason just said, we're going to speak with him on Thursday about all of this. You brought up Todd McShay's comments, Adam Schefter's comments, Daniel Jeremiah. The NFL Network has said, barring something weird in his combine physical, it's going to happen. Chris Sims has been super high on Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. In fact, he thought that he the Jaguars should draft him, that he's the best quarterback available in the draft, which is a hot. Take, In fact, I'm going to quote Chris Sims, As for the Jets, this likely means they're all in on Zach Wilson, which I obviously approve of. My number one QB in this draft feels like I'm watching Mahomes again. How do you feel about that, Jason? Because Mahomes is the MVP quarterback for your Kansas City Chiefs. Zach Wilson's drawing comparisons to him. Does that make you feel uneasy as a guy who's all in on the Chiefs? No. No, it doesn't. Okay. Look, Does it make you feel nervous or anxiety no, for Zach
1: Wilson? Uh, well, look, I guess in the, in the fact that if you're going to start making those comparisons Ooh. to guys like Mahomes and guys to Rodgers, you are certainly putting a lot of pressure on somebody who's never taking a, taken a down in a, a snap in the NFL. But I will say, I was... Much more at ease after I asked John Beck that question mm-hmm. during pro day. I asked him, he's being compared to Mahomes and Rogers. do you think that's fair? He's like, yeah, I think that's fair. When John Beck sort of says, yeah, I, I can go along with it, then I'm like, okay, all right, maybe I'm not going to worry too
2: much about it. Well, he works with a number of high-level quarterbacks that have been in the league for a while, including uh, recently retired Drew Brees. But here's, here's the thing I know about Zach
1: Wilson. All of those comparisons—it's not something that he's going to take for granted or just oh yeah, bring it. That's—he's going to use that as motivation for himself. Well, he wants to become Zach Wilson. But but he—but if he's going to be talked about that way, he's not going to do anything. Yeah. He—he's going to try to play at that level too. So it, this is not something that would be a negative for Zach. This may be a negative for people in expectations like day one. But for Zach, that's not anything that's going to affect him negatively, I don't think. It
2: doesn't have to be the next BYU NFL team, but you better embrace Zach Wilson to the New York Jets. Yeah. It's happening. All right, let's move on to topic number
1: two. We'll talk a little bit of basketball. For a team that looked so dominant all year long, last night's Baylor dismantling of Gonzaga was quite a surprise. The, The perfect season comes to an end. And the Zags head back to Spokane empty-handed.
2: You said that with too much joy in your voice. There's no joy. (laughs) There's no
1: joy. How does Gonzaga's loss last night affect BYU and the rest of the WCC? What, What effect does this have on the Cougars and the league?
2: I think this just drives Gonzaga's passion for the national championship even more, which is not a good thing for BYU basketball or any other member of the West Coast Conference. I don't think Jalen Suggs is coming back. Uh, Corey Kispert is gone. I don't know if uh, Ayayi is going to come back. Maybe this makes a guy like him want to stick around for another year before he pursues a pro career. I do think that Drew Timmy is a guy that would run it back with Gonzaga. And if Drew Timmy and Joel Ayayi are back, then they're going to be either number one or number two going into next college basketball season and be another heavy favorite to get back to the final four, if not a national champion. Well, they are right
1: now. That came out this morning. Well, there you go. They're they're the favorite. They're the favorite for next year.
2: So I do think that now Mark Few has a few guys, (laughs) uh, no pun intended, okay, that want to come back that maybe were thinking about leaving had they run off the perfect season and won a national championship. And that's only going to make them stronger. And – how many different guys across the country that are high level performers are not going to entertain Mark Few and Gonzaga saying, "Did you see what we did last year?" Yeah, with uh, Nemhard and all these other guys previously that have transferred? come hang out with us and pursue that national championship that our fan base, our passionate fan base, wants so badly Gonzaga' is going to reload they 're going to be better next year." Because they lost this game, Jason. And it's again, it's not good for BYU or their hopes of ever winning a West Coast Conference championship. Look, this is how I look
1: at this. In terms of the effect that it has on the conference, the only effect I see is financial. All the teams in the West Coast Conference are going to get a little bit less than had Gonzaga won the whole thing then the money would have been a little bit more that gets then divvied up and dispersed amongst the teams in the conference. Outside of that, I don't see any effect at all on BYU specifically or on the conference as a whole.
2: You don't think Gonzaga is going to be a I, better I, basketball I, team because w- w- they lost this Whether team. they're better or not,
1: let's say that they're not better. They're still going to be the number one team in the conference. <laughs> it
2: doesn't matter. Yes, they don't but, need added motivation. But – don't you think that BYU would have a better shot of beating a Gonzaga if a Drew Timmy and a Joel well, Ayayi do not come back? Absolutely, but we say that every year when these guys leave <laughs> and then they bring other guys
1: in that just pick right up. It, it's, it, is, it is the perfect example of reloading versus rebuilding. I don't ever remember Gonzaga rebuilding.
2: All they do is reload. Maybe, to, maybe to, in 2016. But even that, it weren't, they weren't horrible. Oh, but St. Mary's won the regular yes. season, and then Gonzaga won the tournament yes. and got into the tournament as an 11 seed. Look, I don't. As it pertains specifically to BYU, I don't think BYU is being thought
1: of any any less because Gonzaga lost last night. Or had Gonzaga won, BYU is not going to be viewed any higher. BYU is going to be valued on its own merit based off of the season. So I don't think it has any bearing whatsoever
2: on BYU or any team in the conference. Well, I'm just talking specifically about BYU's chances to finally get out the schneid and win some conference tournament championship. I'm not going to even flirt with the idea of a regular season championship because to do that, You gotta beat Gonzaga at least once and then probably win the rest. You have to go like seventeen and one in conference to win the league, or fifteen and one now because they've taken two games away to bolster up their non conference. I I think I think everybody's chance, and since obviously
1: we're focused on BYU, I think BYU's chance of beating Gonzaga and winning the conference is the same as it was win or loss. Really? I, I just I don't think it has any
2: bearing whatsoever. Man. See, I would have liked to see Gonzaga run the table, make his What, Well, you think they'd get like, fat and happy no, if they had won? Not that, but there's just when there's more turnover than before, it by nature is harder for a team to maintain that super high level. If, think but about not that. in this conference. Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert and Joel Iyai, Andrew and Drew Timmy are all gone. We're talking about four NBA guys all gone at the same time. We've seen one or two, even three, but four, they are not going – they'll be a top-ten team, but that's a team that BYU can beat. If all of these guys that can come back decide to come back – then it's going to be another Gonzaga, probably run to a national championship. Yeah, but BYU's game. beaten Gonzaga before. BYU's not had, that team, not this BYU's team. BYU's had the
1: most success against Gonzaga than any other team in this conference.
0: Yeah,
1: you know what I mean? I, I don't think it. I don't think it changes anything. The last night's result doesn't change anything in my mind.
2: Okay. Our question of the day: Back to football. If Zach Wilson is drafted by the New York Jets, is it enough for you across BYU Sports Nation to embrace them as your? de facto BYU NFL team. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Troy Beagley on Instagram answers, yes. If Zach goes there, I will root for the Jets. I'll even wear green if I have to. Mm, okay. Maybe it's a good color on him. It's a unique shade.
1: Yes. Coming up, Cash Peterman is back at it, but what does it mean for BYU's
2: kicking game next season? And what is Samson Nakua most excited about as he trades in his rivalry red for Cougar Blue? We'll push forward. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU
1: Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Well, there are currently uh, snow flurries outside, which is perfect BYU softball weather, yeah. and it is game day for Utah against Utah State today. You can watch the game live eight Eastern on the BYU TV app.
2: We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jason Shepard. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is a man who recently traded in. All of that rivalry red to wear Cougar Royal Blue. Wide receiver Samson Nakua is with us. Samson, there's a special place in our hearts for a guy that does what you're doing right now. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation.
0: (laughs) What's up, Cougar Nation? I'm excited to be here. How are you guys doing?
2: Fantastic. Great. So, first and foremost, why was BYU the right fit for you for your last year of college football? Because you're really good, man. You could have gone a number of places. (laughs) Um,
0: honestly, the biggest decision in in coming to BYU is my family, uh, just coming to be home. Um, grandma, we know grandma's getting a little older, and uh, we just want to be able to spend more genuine time with her and uh, be here for her, and then uh, just helping with mom, too. And uh, as our little brother, Tay, he's at Timview we're coming to help train him a little more. Uh, he definitely needs it. Uh, he he thinks he's better than he is. So we're definitely trying to come and help him, help him out, you know, straighten him out a little bit.
1: So Samson, give everybody an idea, maybe from a timeline perspective, when all of this started and this process really began for you and how ultimately you came to this decision.
0: Man, I think it was li- right after season, um, Right after COVID season, um, it really just came into my mind. Like, I think COVID that whole past year just uh, helped me put um, life into a bigger perspective. And uh, while we had that time off of football, being home with uh, grandma and uh, with my mom and my family, it just made me realize, like, how much I've been, even though I've been in Salt Lake, like, not too far, like, it made me realize, like, how distant I have been from them. And, like, I've been doing my own thing in this world, and I haven't really been spending as much time and like being there for my family as much as I needed to be so that whole COVID year like just helped put a new perspective and in my eyes and like make me realize like I want to be home like this is where I miss being home I miss being with my family I have a lot of friends still down here in Provo like my brother rocked blue like he loved it Uh, every time I talked to him about it he loved Cougar Nation and so like, I don't know. Like I've been talking about it for almost a year now and like, it just feels right. And it's been feeling right. And to just be home with family. And it's just, it's just awesome right now.
2: <laughs> Samson, Nakua is with us on BYU sports nation, discussing his decision to transfer to BYU. Who decided on transferring to BYU first? Was it you or Puka? <laughs> uh,
3: it
0: was Puka, honestly, it was Puka. Um, uh, he, he's the one that, uh, definitely brought it more into my eyes that it would probably be the best move for us and for our family. And, uh, so mom and grandma don't have to pack up because grandma's getting getting older and so she don't have to move around. And uh, Puka brought it to my eyes and I was like, bro, uh, you know I'm in red, right? Like, that's my rivalry school. <laughs> like, like That's going to be the hardest decision. And that was probably the hardest uh, decision for me. But uh, as I prayed a lot more and I took time to myself out in the mountains out here, uh, uh, it just came to my eyes and to my mind, like, this is the right decision, like, It's time to come home. Time to put the blue on.
1: What was the reaction from some of your friends and teammates in red when you made this decision?
0: Oh, uh, especially the defense. The defense was, they're like, hey, if you make the decision, just know we're coming for your head. And I was, like, <laughs> I, was just, I was like, oh, I was like, guys, we're still friends. Like, it doesn't have to be like this. But I told him, like, you come for my head. I'm coming for the streak. Like, it's okay. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> so I told him, it'll be a great rivalry. But uh, uh, a lot of them were hurt. Uh, a lot of them were a bit sad, but they knew – that then day I was making decisions for family that they knew I had to come home for my grandma and my mom and that they were supporting me no matter what, but they just said, be ready for that, for that game.
2: <laughs> yeah, understandably family first. And uh, we can get on board with that. What type of role do you expect to play for BYU football in this grad transfer season?
0: Um. I don't usually like to talk about my roles. Uh, I've always taken the backseat. I feel like, especially up uh, over at the U, I've taken the backseat a lot and uh, was always playing the guy that would uh, just do anything for the team. And um, I'm still that guy. I would re- always sacrifice my body and anything I need to do for this team to help this team win. Uh, and, uh, but I feel like this year is my last year and um, I just, I really want to help lead this offense. Um, Zach Wilson and Dax is gone. Um, they have returners like Gunnar and Neil that are there to help lead the way too. But, um I don't know, I feel like it's a bigger role for me this year. Um, I feel like I've matured in a lot of ways and uh, upped my game up in a lot of ways. Been working out with my brother Kai and some of his NFL teammates a lot. Um, so I've been just been preparing myself to to really lead this team and help uh, uh, bring this team to a next level to show the world that BYU is, um, that we can run with anyone. Like, not last year wasn't just some fluke because of COVID season. Like, no, like, we're coming to do this every year no matter what team steps here any any team anywhere any place like we're here for it we're ready and we're going to show them that we can rock
1: what do you like about this offense that Arod and and, Fessy and that they obviously you saw last year and you know you've had a chance to talk with them to to find out what this offense is going to look like as as we move into this next season what do you like about it in terms of it's fit for you
0: um, air raid offense <laughs> uh, that's exactly what i i, I see them I, I just started opening more uh of my film uh, watching them and uh seeing that man they love to throw that ball and uh the way the that offense and the way that the years are moving and the game is changing like we need it, it needs to be like that um, i think nick saban talked about it the other day saying like the game is changing like even him they are allowing the best defense in the nation is allowing still 19 points a game. And he's still frustrated with it, but like the game's changing. It's an air raid offense now. And like, we do that. That's exactly what I want. And then we can open up the run game. Uh, if we spread the ball out. And um, I think it's perfect the way they do it. The way uh, I was able to watch them last year, do it was just Zach and them looked just unreal. And um, it looked like a great offense.
2: Obviously, Sampson, you understand that BYU is in the midst of a heated quarterback battle with Jaron Hall, and <laughs> Jacob Conover, Baylor Romney. How do you feel about being one of the receivers, helping out whoever is going to be the starting quarterback?
0: I'm excited, honestly. Like Whoever whoever it is, I'm excited to help each and uh, each one of them, honestly. like I'm here to build each teammate. I'm not here to... Competition is cool and stuff, but at the end of the day, I'm still trying to make everyone better at the end of the day. I want everyone to come along and ride with me as i'm getting better i want my teammates to be getting better every day so i'm not here to see competition or which one's better or who i want it's just whoever's going to be there whoever's throwing the rock i'm gonna be there to help you get better even our backups like i'm gonna be there to help you get better to find your way because at the end of the day we need everyone coming along at the end of the day like one man goes down the next man's got to be ready so i'm excited for whoever it is and uh whoever i can uh, help out to make better
1: Samson, I'm sure there's somebody watching or listening to this right now that maybe hasn't had a chance to see you play. For those people that haven't had a chance to see your skill set or what you bring to the field, give everybody an idea of what you bring to the table as a as a receiver.
0: Um, I think my biggest skill set is to make a play when needed to be um... – I'm a big uh, – I'm there the, – I was talking about earlier. I'm there to help the team in any way. I'll block a D-lineman if you have, if you need me to. I'll block a linebacker if you need me to. But if you need that big play when in, in the clutch moment, I'll be that guy too to make it. Um, but at the end of the day, I, honestly, I think uh, no one's got to really see my full potential yet and what I can really do. And I think this year, the, what you're going to see, I can be that it factor uh, – Odell Beckham or someone that they that someone really needs and um, I'm just going to show everyone that my potential hasn't been shown yet and uh, I'm just ready to go on out this year.
2: You wore number 45. Are you going to wear number 45 in Cougar Blue or is the number changing as you approach your final season?
0: Nah, 45. 45 to the day I die probably. Uh, my dad passed away at the age 45 and uh, so I rocked that number to keep him with me on so I'm going to stay with it for sure.
2: Well, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, your approaching season. I know you're new to this, but when you come on the show, you get karma and you play that much better. So, yes, it's, it's, it's a real thing, man. It happens, it's, it's a I real like it. thing.
0: It hey, I need it. I'm feeling the energy already right now. I'm feeling good. If season were to start tomorrow, we'd be ready to rock. <laughs>
2: Samson, welcome again to uh, BYU Football and BYU Sports Nation. Great to talk with you that. Cougar Blue looks fantastic on you. Uh, I'm sure yes, Kalani's sir. got more coming your way, my friend.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you, Cougar Nation. I'm excited. Let's get it going.
2: You got it. Samson Nakua on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Oh, yeah. He's what a, a great personality. Fan favorite already. I know. Yeah, Fan
1: favorite already. I- I'm excited. That- that was- that's such big news for BYU be able to have both of those guys come in. And, uh, look, anytime you can also have somebody choosing to go from red to blue, <laughs> nothing wrong with that either. If you're, if you're
2: going to transfer over there, no, we're coming for your head. Well, then I'm coming for the streak. <laughs> that was a great, <laughs> oh, great, exchange. great.
1: Every Cougar fan's
2: like, yes, <laughs>
1: yes. All right. Coming up, Gordon Deacon crosses the 700 win mark
2: at BYU. And he's going to join us coming up. And, uh, 68-yard Instagram field goals? Am I reading this right? Oh, yeah. Are you not entertained? This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, yeah, and some more hoops, cop Talk, I should say. This segment of BYU Sports
1: Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. For Cougar Sports game highlights, interviews, and archived content, subscribe to the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel today. Right now, you can catch all of our Zach Wilson interviews on the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel on his path to the draft. And don't forget, he will join us this week on
2: Thursday. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Gavin Baxter tweeted this, quote,
1: I ran today for the first time in 130 days, end quote. What are your
2: expectations for Baxter next year? To be a starter and a major contributor and have a full, healthy season. Yes, Gavin, let's do this, man. In fact, I sent him a message congratulating him on that. It's been a long road back. He's got the full offseason to get himself healthy and ready. Mark Pope's going to need him. He'll be a starter. He'll be a major contributor and the new rim protector.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I expect big things out of him. It was a shame that his season got cut so short uh, last year. But I I think this guy, the sky is the limit. His talent is just, it's fantastic.
2: On to BYU football for our next topic, Cash Peterman. Cash Money, one of the kickers for BYU football, posted a video of him kicking a field goal from 68 yards away. (laughs) That's crazy. Jason, (laughs) will Cash Peterman attempt even a 50-yard field goal? This upcoming season? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Jake Oldroyd's still
1: the guy, right? It's Jake Oldroyd's job. So, yeah. So, I mean, right now, I mean, I, I would say...
2: I would say no, because I think Jake's going to be the kicker. At least going, certainly going into the season. Cash is going to attempt a field goal in a BYU blowout at some point, but it's probably not going to be from 50-plus yards. So he will attempt a field goal, just not from 50-plus. Not yet, anyway. Not yes.
1: this season. His time will come. Yes. He is super talented. All right, BYU announced yesterday that they will be holding their youth sports camps this summer after not having them last year due to COVID, obviously. Who's more excited that the camps are back, BYU Athletics or the
2: parents who can now get their kids out of the house this summer? Yeah, no, as excited as those parents are, I know that BYU Athletics is a little bit more excited. One, because now their student-athletes have something to do over the summer, and they can raise money, which they so obviously need after the pandemic year. Yeah,
1: I, I too, am also going with BYU Athletics because of the financial side of this and the ability to be able to do that where they they weren't able to do it last year. But I can tell you, as one (laughs) of those parents... Whose, whose children do the BYU sports camps. Yeah. I'm also looking yeah. forward to, a, to that situation Get out as of well. Here. do something
2: fun. Let them worry about you. Wait,
1: you're, you're only picking a camp that's two days? You, you don't want to <laughs> do the five-day <laughs> camp? If You, you want to do the two-week <laughs>
2: yeah. camp? We'll figure it
1: out, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. All right, coming up, as he moves on to the Carolina Panthers, we look
2: back on the top five plays of Micah Simon's career. And how did BYU softball head coach Gordon Eakin celebrate his 700th win? He's going to join us next. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the
1: BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest, BYUSN right now, a QB doubling as an equipment staff member, and is Kiki joining the hashtag one more year for Matt Harms' movement? You can catch the latest episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the YouTube.
2: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, our second guest of the day and a man who recently passed a massive milestone in the win category, Gordon Eakin a BYU softball coach. Great to have you with us. How are you today?
3: I'm great, and thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: You bet. Uh, For the record, you put up with a lot, including talking with me at the top of every fourth inning of every home game. And for those that didn't see it this last weekend, you're on the headset while Baylor hits a home run. I just want to commend you for not throwing the headset. That took some serious self-control.
3: Well, you know, actually, I, I think I should spend seven innings on the headset because it's actually one of the only things during the game that calms me down a little bit. <laughs> Coach, you, you may not want to offer that up because they
1: may take you up on
2: that.
3: Yeah, well, I, I'm just kind of kidding about that. I can't really do that. But but it does just give me a little bit of break in the in the stress and the focus because I'm so competitive that I live and relive every pitch. So that home run when I was on camera – while it was painful, I at least had a distraction.
2: <laughs> hey, we're here for you. That's, uh, that's what we do. Uh, looking back at the weekend, you passed 700 career wins, which is just a remarkable achievement. 15 straight NCAA tournaments, 11 straight conference championships, so many accolades. What did it mean to you to hit win number 700?
3: Well, obviously, um, it's better than hitting 700 losses, but I, you know, I, I didn't even know on Saturday you, you were the first one to mention that to me on the headset. And I really had no idea. And, uh, because I don't, I don't really track that as most coaches probably don't, but every one of those victories were hard fought and, and memorable and I relish every single one of them. And the truly the, Credit goes to the terrific players, coaches, and staff that we've had, and the great support by the athletic department to put us in a position to win those games.
1: Did, did you even get celebrate anything with the seven hundred? I mean, even after you found out, like I don't know, is there get a cake with seven hundred candles on it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how you celebrate seven hundred. Did you even do anything?
3: <laughs> uh, no, you know, we. Uh, you mentioned I might get an ice bath, and mm-hmm. I thought I think I. Even- you on air that day that um this isn't a championship so i don't i doubt that's going to happen but you someone told someone because the players actually did gatorade <laughs> after the game <laughs> uh, and of course i i did have a lot of uh fans and alumni and the administration reach out to me and and uh congratulate me but again i want to give all the credit to those terrific players that we've had in our program and the coaches and the staff and the athletic department, that's that's really where the credit belongs. And the program just
2: wins so much and so consistently. And what a way to get 700 and 701, for that matter, by sweeping a really solid, talented Baylor team that has some top pitching in the Big 12 Conference. They are ranked 25th. Did it, did it mean a little bit more to, to hit that milestone marker by beating – the ranked team and, and picking up your biggest victories of the season?
3: You know, I think it did. I think it did make it a little bit sweeter on Saturday or Friday, whatever day that was. I, Baylor, I, I've been good friends with their coach for, for years and years and really respect their program, and they are good, and they do have one of the best pitching staffs in the country this year. So, yeah, it did. It made it a little bit sweeter for sure.
1: What type of impact do you hope it makes or that the, the players can take from that series moving forward? What type of impact do you want it to have?
3: Well, obviously, we want to uh, build on that and understand that we are capable of playing that kind of ball all the time. I mean, we started clicking on all cylinders this weekend. We know it's there. We know we can do it, but it would just been a little hit and miss through – the first part of the year, but, but having said that we've had a very, very difficult schedule playing at a at the locations of some very, very good teams and so we knew it was there just wondered when it would start clicking and it started clicking over the weekend and I hope we can uh, build some consistency on that and continue to play that way most of the time.
2: BYU softball head coach Gordon Eakin with us on BYU Sports Nation. You you mentioned you work a lot. You're back to work tonight against Utah State, and then you head to Moraga to open up West Coast Conference play against St. Mary's, who I'm sure would love to take down the main target in the WCC. Uh, What are you hoping to see tonight as you prepare for conference play?
3: Obviously, um, solid pitching, uh, effective and solid Offense with quality at-bats each time, solid defense, um, no mental mistakes, just the way we played on uh, Thursday and Friday. And then the perseverance that we played with on Thursday and Friday, because in all sports, including softball, uh, you have your ups and downs, your highs and lows, and you have to be able to, to persevere and sustain through those. So that's kind of what I'm going to be looking for and no letdowns. You know, everyone watching this program and you guys probably watched the national championship game last night. And I was talking to my wife prior to that game. And we were both wondering if Gonzaga would, would have an emotional letdown at all coming off that victory with UCLA. And that is a real tangible thing in sports. And, and I think they did start out the game yesterday when Baylor buried them because they weren't, they were flat and, I wonder how much that had to do with that game with UCLA and how emotionally draining that was. And so I'm, I'm going to be looking tonight to make sure that that doesn't happen to us as we come off a strong Baylor series and play Utah State. No, no emotional letdowns. That We just pick it up and keep going.
1: Were you the one that implemented the home run chain, by the way? Is that, is that your type of bling? Do you get to wear the home run chain?
3: Yeah, they're just borrowing that from me for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's hilarious. There's
2: There's always some antic, right? I don't know where that came from. Okay, so we—I've got—I've got to do some investigative work here. I'm going to find out. Yeah, I'm going to, the, I'm players going to would,
3: the players would be able to tell you where that came from because I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you deserve the home run chain. In fact, I remember not too long ago you taking some batting practice from some of your pitchers and uh, very promptly hitting a home run out of the park and jogging around the bases. Uh, is that something that happens often? Is this a, a season tradition?
3: Uh, No, not every season, but but every now and then I have to prove to them that I know what I'm talking about a little bit when I give them some counsel about their swing. And I think when they can see that maybe I can do it a little bit, uh, my words have a little bit more power to them. And I did that last year when we were in Fresno, and I'm still paying the price with a sore back. So I have to space
2: (laughs) Fair
1: enough. Hey, if they doubt you, all you need to do is say seven hundred. Okay? <laughs> there's there's no reason to be doubting this guy here. All right? Oh, uh, coach. I think
3: in today's uh, I think in today's generation, it's more effective if I just. Put up the replay of that home run in Fresno then talk about the 700. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There's a lot of truth in that, <laughs> video evidence. Coach, congratulations again on passing a milestone. We look forward to uh, you pursuing win number 702 tonight uh, against Utah State. Thanks so much.
3: Okay, thanks for having me.
2: You got it. Gordon Eakin on the Deseret First Credit Union Highline Deseret First, you know why we show how.
3: <laughs> the
1: home run
2: chain. <laughs> what
1: you need to do is you need to get the home run chain and be wearing it during the open Tonight,
2: I'll see if they will allow something. Yeah,
1: that, like that. yeah, they, that may it might mess take with it, some things. Yes, might, you, you it may it not might, want to take it out of the rotation, like in the dugout. It
2: might mess with the juju. Now BYU hit seven home <laughs> runs in that three game series against Baylor, so the home run chain was on display yeah. a lot. Yeah. All right. I'm just picturing Gordon Eakin rocking that huge (laughs) gold home run chain. Yeah. yeah, You question my coaching skills. That's great. (laughs) Coming up, our rise and shout outs. Plus, Micah Simon now looking forward to maybe catching passes from Sam Darnold. He's not with the Jets anymore. He's with the Panthers. While he's looking forward, we're going to look back at his best catches at BYU. On Top 5 Tuesday, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. You can always download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Time for Top 5 Tuesday, presented by Delta Airlines with Micah Simon earning himself a contract. In Carolina with the Panthers, here are his top five plays with the Cougars. Number five. In 2017
1: with San Jose State in town, Simon hauls in this beautiful pass from Tanner Mangum while the defender is right in his face. This was Simon's second touchdown of the day. Even taps the wrist afterwards, letting everybody know what time it is. It was Micah Simon time.
2: Number four, 2019. BYU hosting Liberty. Baylor Romney launches deep for Micah with the defender all over him. He catches it anyway. (laughs) Give me that. He didn't care about no pass interference call. Good for 47 yards. Simon would finish off that drive two plays later with a two-yard touchdown catch, and he deserved it. Number three, and let's keep it in the same game. Micah
1: got a little tricky this time throwing the ball to Matt Bushman for a 44-yard touchdown. It was his second completed pass of his career. And just in case
2: things don't work out with newly acquired Sam Darnold, hey, Mike is on the roster. Maybe he can help out in the pass game. Two passes, 57 yards completed uh, in that season, and he took a hit on that play. In fact, he injured himself. It's a way to stay in and make the throw. All right, number two. Let's go back to 2017 again against San Jose State. We mentioned the two touchdowns, right? Well, here's the first. Go up and get it over the defender. Same defender, by the way. Foot in bounds. Best part about this touchdown is that it led to Braden Nail Bakery's destructive hit on the ensuing kickoff, <laughs> which came in at number 89 in our recent top 100 all time plays. And number one, I think you probably know where we're going with this. Of
1: course, we're going to Tennessee with 14 seconds left. Zach Wilson finds an open, and I mean wide open, Micah Simon, who uses his speed to get all the way down to the Tennessee 16-yard line, setting up the game-tying field goal. The rest is history. BYU gets the win in OT thanks to that pass and catch
2: to Micah Simon. One of the most unforgettable moments I have ever experienced covering BYU sports to just hear 100,000 silenced, except for the 4,000 or 5,000 BYU fans. Okay, maybe it was like 10,000, but they were going nuts on that side of the field. You got to see that in person. You had your own fan club at the stadium. (laughs) It was a good day for you. (laughs) What a do,
1: baby?
2: (laughs) All right. Story for another day. It probably won't. (laughs) <laughs> Our question of the day: If Zach Wilson is drafted by the New York Jets, then it's we need to give Micah Simon credit, right? Because it's all Micah. Like, that, that was that was that catch. Yes. at Tennessee that really did it for us. Is it enough for you to embrace the Jets as your de facto BYU NFL team? Randall D. Reese on Twitter says, "I know that when Jimmer went to the Sacramento Kings, I became a huge fan of the Kings." Said no one ever. <laughs> 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 well played, yes. Randall D. Reese. Yeah, that's a fair comparison, right? Yeah, well, well played. Well done. At Waffle Todd on Twitter. The fact that so many people expect Wilson to fail because it's the Jets makes me want to root for them to succeed even more. I think Zach Wilson, with that coaching staff and yeah. that offensive coordinator and the right weapons, 21 picks over the next two NFL drafts. Yeah, Adam Gase is
1: gone. That debacle is okay.
2: over. Culture guy. Robert Saul is a culture guy, and I like Robert Saul. Why can't Zach Wilson be a Baker Mayfield effect on the Cleveland Browns like he could be for the Jets, right? Every – look, obviously the player themselves
1: play a major role in their own success. But if you do not have the right coaching around you and putting you in the right situation, even the best talent cannot succeed. I think he's going to a good – unproven at this level, unproven as a coordinator, unproven as a head coach. But – I, I like the hires and the people that are in place to help Zach out along the way.
2: Gord J. Oliver on Instagram says the entire BYU team could be drafted by the Jets, and I still would have a hard time. <laughs> He's probably a fan of one of the other AFC East teams. <laughs> Bills Mafia. Uh, in response, our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, from J Law S fifty seven. Nope. I have standards. I'll never embrace the following, even if my own mother, Jamal Williams, Mark Pope, and Zach were all on the team. The Utes, the Cowboys, the Yankees, the Lakers, and the Jets. Can't like any of those teams. you got to keep those standards high. I like it. All right. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. Jason, I want to give a collective one to Ed Eyestone and G. Taylor, leading BYU track and field and cross country on the men's and women's side. They're they're making history seemingly every meet, every performance. They
1: are both amazing coaches and doing great things with track
2: and field. Fantastic. Our thanks to today's guests, Samson Nakua and Gordon Eakin. Great interviews.
1: Absolutely. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN.
2: For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Ashley Robinson. We'll see you tonight on the BYU TV app for BYU Softball at 8 Eastern. Go Cougs.